Today is the Feast of the Holy Family. We consider on this day, in a special way, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, the Holy Family. The model for every Christian family, and indeed for every human family, because Jesus Christ is the perfect man, being perfect God. So his family, and he made his family. He made his mother, and the angel determined that St. Joseph should be his foster father. So he, he made his, his own mother, and he chose his own foster father, God being his real father, he being God, the son of God. So that the Holy Family is the model for every human family. If you want to, if you want to know what the family should be, look at Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. That's why at Christmas, notice what the sign, the best sign of Christmas is. The Christmas tree is not the best sign for Christmas. The menorah is not the best sign for Christmas. And Kwanzaa was made up by men. Nobody celebrates Kwanzaa. It's totally made up to, to supplant Christmas. For the African-American, who, who is Christian most, mostly and, and, and Muslim, he believes in God. He doesn't believe in nothing. Kwanzaa is nothing. Hate Kwanzaa. It was invented. Look it up. Look it up on Wikipedia. It was invented in the, in the public schools. It's against the law for the schools to get mixed up in religion. And they invented Kwanzaa to supplant Christmas. We should take them to court and sue them. They wouldn't try that nonsense, trying to confuse people. But anyway, I'm not, I'm not mad. I'm just talking about the Holy Family. And that, oh, the best image for Christmas, notice what it is. It's the, the baby and the, and the mother and the, and the father. The family. You don't even have to put Merry Christmas under it. If you have on your car the baby and the father and the mother, everybody knows it's Christmas. It's Christmas. And, it's, and notice it's the last thing that the, that the world will display. You go to Macy's and they put everything in their window except Jesus, Mary, and Joseph for Christmas. And they call it, you know, I, well, they don't even call it Christmas anymore. They call it, I don't know. I don't know what they call it. They call it whatever they feel like calling it. Whatever, whatever, whatever the devil tells them to call it. Because it doesn't come from God to deny Jesus Christ. It's the baby and the mother and the father. That's the family. And that's Christmas. And that's God in the world. Very simple. The man, the woman, the child, and the adoration and service of God in reverence for Jesus Christ, the Son of God. That's the, that's the holy family and that's the model for every human family. The reverence for Jesus Christ in, in love for the others in the family. The purpose of the holy family is to provide for the material and the spiritual welfare of the Son of God, the Son of Mary, the foster child of St. Joseph. God formed his family on the earth 
in the person of Mary and his foster his mother Mary and his foster father Saint Joseph in order to have a place where he God in the flesh would be received nurtured defended and promoted Jesus Christ in the womb of Mary and in the home. So that the Holy Family is a series of relationships in mutual responsibility before God and each other. And in this case, one of the others in the family is God himself. That's why we call it the Holy Family. But in that way, the Holy Family is relevant to every family. Because Jesus said, whatever you do to the least of my brothers and sisters, you do to me. Whatever you did to them, whatever you do in my name to the others, you do it to me. And if you take care of the others, you take care of Christ. And if you neglect the others or mistreat the others, you neglect and you mistreat Christ himself. He says that's how we will be judged in the end. If we clothed him, if we fed him, if we took him in when he was a foreigner, if we took him in when he was homeless, if we visited him when he was lonely and sick and in prison, he will reward us. And if we didn't, he will, he will punish us. That's how the... The Holy Family is very relevant to every family because the child is God. One of the members of the family is Jesus Christ. This is instructive. So we should reverence each other in the family with the same reverence we hold towards Christ. That is what St. Paul says in the second reading to date. St. Paul's letter to the Colossians put on as God's chosen ones holy and beloved, heartfelt compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving one another, and put on love, the bond of perfection. Forgiving one another as the Lord has forgiven you. Since each one in the family, the father, the mother, the children, is loved by God, and called to the holiness of God. Then you are to reverence. Serve and love and help each one. As the Lord himself. Do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. St. Paul says. Giving thanks to God the Father through him. And here we say. In the family. Do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. For your father, for your mother, for your children, for, you, for your siblings. There's a commandment regarding the relations of the family. It's the fourth commandment. Honor thy father and thy mother. It's the only commandment that has that verb. Honor. And it's the only commandment, St. Paul reminds us, which has a promise, as we heard in the first reading. 
God promises a long life. Well, first, God promises the forgiveness of sins to those who honor their father. If you honor your father, God will... Where is it? It says, whoever honors his father atones for sins. You will pay for your sins. And it says it more than once. He says, kindness to a father will, will not be forgotten, firmly planted against the debt of your sins. So if you have sins, which surely you do, you want those sins forgiven? Honor your father. <laughs> God will forgive you your sins if you're kind to your father. And your prayer will be heard. The, the prophet says, God will have a special ear for you, the way he has an ear for the priest, the way he has an ear for those who are suffering, the way he has an ear for those who are sick and who are dying, the way he has an ear for the children. He will have a special ear for those who, who honor their father. Why? Oh, no, let me just tell you the third thing. And the third thing, he will give you heaven. He will give a long life. What does it mean? Eternal life. If your sins are forgiven, and if your prayer is heard, and you pray, you'll, go to, you'll have a long life, which means you'll live forever. Even if you die, you'll have a long life, the longest life. And why? Because it's tough. It's tough to honor your father. It's easy to honor your mother, especially the first nine months, because you're inside of her. What You have no choice but to honor her. <laughs> and then you're at her breast for a couple of years. You have no other choice but to honor her. You give her all sorts of affection just so you can eat. But your father, you don't need any of that. Father, you can despise him and still eat and be fine. Supposedly think you're fine. That's why you need to get out of yourself. To get into your father, you need to get out of yourself. You can be stuck to your mother and still be very selfish. Very selfish because she's sweet and she gives you everything, nourishment, and she's soft and she's her voice is you know, it's not a nice high pitched voice. You know, the father is high and he's got a rough beard, you know, and he gets bald and you know the ugliest thing in the world is an old man. You know. And nobody has any use for him. And everybody wants to know, you know, especially if he's he, he he's retired, he has no work, and he, you know, he's useless, so called. And everybody just forgets about him. And he's the father. He represents God the father. And you forget about him, you forget about God. Scripture is reminding us. Be careful. That's why we have this. You know, notice the commandment says, honor thy father and thy mother. It doesn't say honor thy mother and thy father. It puts the father first. Not because he's better, but he's more needy. He needs your honor more. Usually, there are exceptions, but that's the way God sees it. And we do well to see it the way God sees it. If we want our sins forgiven, if we want our prayer to be heard, if we want to live a long life, we better remember our Father. No, we better honor our Father, which the verb honor is instructive too. Honor him, the head of the family. 
St. Paul says, women obey your, the wife obey the husband. Because he needs, he, need, he needs that honor. He needs to be followed. He's made to lead. And if nobody follows, who's he leading? His, his life makes no sense. Honor your father means to love him, to cherish him, to respect him and to obey him, to consult him and to help him, to edify him and affirm him, to hold him in the highest esteem, to understand him, to forgive him and to pray with him and for him in holiness and truth for God's sake. It means at least that and much more. It means all of the most glorious things you can do. That's what honor means. It's very, it's akin to worship. Honor. And your mother too. But don't forget your father. He's first in the commandment. He should be first on your heart. Because what does, what does Sirach say? What did the prophet say? He said, he who, he who obeys his father gives comfort to his mother. You're already honoring your mother. When you honor your father, but you can honor your father and be despise your mother and be despising your father. Supposedly, supposedly, but that's not correct either, because they married each other, or they at least had you with each other. And 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 it and as 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 the saying goes, it takes two to dance the tango. It takes two to tango. You know what happens if one person dances the tango? The other one falls down. He falls down. You can't dance it alone because it requires somebody to hold you up. <laughs> that's how. That's how. That's how you came into the world. Two, two, two people held each other up for God to make you. Don't forget it. And you know, today we're living in a very wicked world. We're living in a world today where women, a lot of women, they just want to have a baby and they don't want to have a man. You know that, right? They just want to have a baby and they want to get rid of the man. Me and my baby. That's not, a, that's not a family. That's barbarous. That's barbarous. That's not God's plan. God made every baby to come from a man and a woman. No matter how you figured it out. God made every man to have a father. And, he's, and he has to honor that man. Even if he doesn't know who he is, he can pray for him. And offer sacrifices to him. And offer holy mass. Christ honored his foster father. And Our Lady honored Christ's foster father while on the earth, St. Joseph. And the church honors him too, notice. Pope Francis put him in all of the Eucharistic prayers. It was uh, Pope St. John XXIII who inserted the name of St. Joseph in the, in the Roman canon, the first Eucharistic prayer. And Pope Francis Within the first year of him being Pope, he put St. Joseph in all the other Eucharistic prayers, as it should be. The church, Because the church must honor her foster father and Lord, we being brothers of Christ. Our mother is Mary, and our foster father is St. Joseph. Especially at the Mass, the church honors the father of the Lord, the foster father of the Lord, in the name of God the Father. 
We say at the Mass for St. Joseph, the, her most, the most chaste spouse of the Virgin Mary, Mother of God. We pray the Mass. We join in that reverent devotion and, and rededicate ourselves to honoring, in the name of Jesus Christ, our God-given Father on the earth. Especially this day on the Feast of the Holy Family. We rededicate ourselves in the name of Jesus Christ, in the name of God, to honor. I rededicate myself to honor my Father, and you too. I'd encourage you to rededicate yourself to honor your Father, which you're doing by celebrating this Mass, to lighten the, the burden, of, to lighten His burden, to give Him the love of Christ and the mercy of Christ. As he fulfills his call from God, your father, and praying for him and offering the holy sacrifice of the mass for him, especially if he has died, that Christ may grant him forgiveness of his sins and 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 give him the prize of eternal glory in the highest honor, which is that of heaven.